So uh, welcome to our episode. This is a brand new um, series we're working out. Uh, I've got John Dahlman here with me. Um, I'd like to introduce him. He is an excellent bass player and um, he's been playing in the Baltimore, D.C. area for a long time. <laughs> Since the 70s. Since the 70s. <laughs> and you've been playing uh, bass since you were like four or something, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And that's why your hand can kind of like do that. Yeah. That's why I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Bass, cello, piano. I started studying all of it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So. Um, you also do um, electronics work. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, cables. Yeah. I have a company called Instrument Audio. We specialize in really high quality cables. Um, some point I can fill you in if you're actually interested, but it's I obsess about all the details. And I found a manufacturer that makes really great wire that I can get to make custom cables. Awesome. And I use them uh, too. Um, actually, one of the first gigs that I played with John, he said, hey, here's a cable. <laughs> um, try this out, see if you like it. And so I have purchased them uh, since then, and they're excellent. They've held up. That was many, many years ago. Yeah. So, um, so awesome. And um, I can put your information right mm -hmm. into the description so okay. folks can get right into contact mm -hmm. uh, with you. So um, part of this um, series is going to be just kind of like what have we been listening to or checking out in, in the past week and um, and stuff like that. Um, personally, I've been checking out a little bit of Al Demiola because he just kind of put some videos of him hmm? rehearsing stuff before his show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And he plays with a pick on a nylon string, and I'm just like, wow, okay. Yeah, it, that's it, awesome. It's Al's sound, and it is a cool sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was checking one of um, Rick Beato. Are you familiar with mm -hmm. Rick Beato? Yeah. So checking out one of his his interviews with him. I think he actually goes to Al Demiola's house mm -hmm. and uh, hangs out with him. And um, it's really cool. You should check that out because um, he talks about a lot of the a lot of things that I try to convey to folks, which is an alternate picking and keep a steady pulse and yeah. tap your foot. <laughs> <laughs> so how about you? What have you been uh, checking out? Oh, let's see. Um, Richard Bona has a new album out. Okay. Um, was the title of which I cannot remember, but everything Richard Bona is worth listening to. Okay. Is, period. Is he singing and playing solo or is it, is no, it kind of like an ensemble? No, it's with an ensemble. Nice. thing he's been doing a lot of uh, sort of afro-cuban mm -hmm. stuff really he is african yeah. he loves cuban style and caribbean style music so he's been really bringing those two together kind of a ways you haven't heard before and it's okay and, but his playing is so gorgeous his singing is ridiculous yeah um, he, and, he's amazing yeah and yeah. His, his compositions are stunning so right yes yeah, so i've been Listening to that, I sort of put title on surprise me mode, and okay. and I keep finding, um, yeah, really really cool stuff. But that nice. and um, Pat Metheny's new album hit yesterday. Right, so he's doing an album of himself yeah. doing his own. Um, well, obviously doing his own uh, compositions. I was actually doing some electronics last night, and the, I just played the the entire album. 
and it really is gorgeous. Nice. It is. It's awesome. It is. It's not fast screaming. Yeah. Although it's just Matheny being really pretty. Wow. Awesome. I haven't listened to it yet, but I have seen the um, the video of Matheny talking it up and, and all that. So is it is it solo guitar? Yeah, and it's he, he's kind of overdubbing himself in places. Um, he could be looping himself. I haven't dug into it enough because it's okay. just it's so new. Yeah, um, literally yesterday. Yeah, it, it showed up. So, um, yeah, whatever he's doing, that's awesome. Is, it's going to be great. Yeah, um, and Richard Bona has played with Matheny, of course. Yeah. Um, so I've really enjoyed some of their trio recordings mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, so check that out. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, that's you know, and there's of course new stuff. There's uh, an artist called Lawrence. Okay. Uh, Way cool, very funky stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, as we had on our list, uh, Corey Wong. Okay, right, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I haven't heard Corey Wong do anything I don't like. Okay. Very cool playing. Nice. And, and amazing arranging. <laughs> awesome. And you're saying he, he mixes and masters his own? Yeah, he seems to do a lot of his own mixing and mastering. Um, I think stuff he's done with uh, WDR and or Metropole Orchestra uh, is fantastic. But then he's got his band, the Wong Notes, and then he's got this, mm. the Fearless Flyers. And that's then a very clever band. name. That's the, cool, the Wong Notes. The, yeah, Corey Wong and the Wong Notes. That's, <laughs> I'm actually jealous They're of that band wrong, name. Wrong Notes. Yeah. Wrong notes. That's cool. <laughs> um, and he's got a lot of the horn, bunch of the horn players from the band, the Hunter Tones. Okay. Another band worth finding. Yeah. Way cool band. Awesome. Awesome. So speaking of mixing and mastering, um, so I've been trying to learn that uh, myself over the years, especially with this um, YouTube channel. So mm -hmm. getting into some digital digital stuff. I, um, I've been using Isotope a little mm -hmm. bit to um, uh, help me, honestly, just to help me get there mm -hmm. um, without me having you know, a huge amount of engineering. Yeah, you're uh, using the, R the RX. Yeah, yeah, RX and um, uh, the Ozone, mm -hmm. um, and um, I played around with some of the mixing things, but I found that mixing, I, I, I feel like I, at this point, I'm feeling pretty comfortable on getting a fairly valid mix right. on my own. <laughs> but yeah, that's something that, um, you know, like I, I like to hear a lot of drums. Mm -hmm. So that's when, um, when I, when I go to record and put something and I'll test it out on my phone or something and then all I hear is cymbals and it's like, right. okay, let's, so anyway, those are some of the challenges, challenges I think that software can really help you with is just, um, you know, mixing and mastering and yeah, it all I mean, together. Especially the isotope stuff mm -hmm. is so ridiculously good. Um, I've used it for voiceover stuff. Okay. Um, and I just go straight, straight for the preset that says NPR male voice, mm -hmm. and then tweak it. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. I, it's great. It, it gives me exactly what I'm what I'm after. Yeah. Um, I've done it for when I remote record for people. Uh -huh. uh, unless they ask me not to, I will always end up running it through Isotope. Okay. Yeah. Um, kind of the mastering section. Yeah. Just to get. Make sure levels are cool, compression is cool, yeah. nothing is jumping on the EQ. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, that's one thing I, you know, I've, I've um, kind of found that I want to try to avoid as far as some things that I've seen on, on YouTube um, is that when you have um, instruments that all sit together nicely and it sounds like they're present in the room all at one time and, and nothing's like jumping up, doesn't sound like somebody turned a speaker on in a room with yeah. iReal Pro and uh, <laughs> started jamming along with it, which is totally fine. Yeah, that's a perfectly valid thing yeah, to do. Yeah, perfectly valid but... thing to do, but you know, just having something that really sits, because that's been one of my goals is to create like kind of CD quality, mm -hmm. uh, something that could be released on a CD or sure. something like that. Not that we use CDs anymore, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, using things like the, the com mastering compressor to kind of glue it. Yeah, you know, they yeah. actually call it a glue compressor. Yeah, exactly. A exactly. um, little bit of room reverb, things that tie tie it together. Everything that ties it together. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Keeps it good. Yeah. So how about gear kind of stuff? Um, oh, I'm per perpetually looking at gear. Yeah. Um, yeah, the JHS pedals we were talking about earlier, JHS pedals has mm -hmm. a new version of the color box. Um, JHS people, I want one. I want the version too. <laughs> yeah, send uh, us one out and yeah. we will uh, demo it for you. Yeah, that is <laughs> a just fantastically good piece of gear. Okay. Um, you and I both use a ton of radial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I find that they're great utility, um, high quality, rugged mm -hmm. um, gear. Yeah. So I've got um, some some switchers, just kind of mm. practical little switchers, direct box. Mm. Um, I have one that is specifically geared for, I think, guitar and messing around with how, um, so if you have a buffered um, signal, mm. um, you kind of take away, and John's going to probably correct me on this <laughs> when I <laughs> say things that are blatantly wrong, but um, your, your signal will interact with your, um, with your pickup somehow and it'll create different sort of tonal variations on it so you can take a, a buffered signal that sort of emulates a little bit of what's happening yeah. there i think they call it the drag 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 so exactly yeah it. that's how that's exactly it how your instrument re reacts when it's when you're playing into a real physical amp yeah you know and, yeah you know a marshall interacts with a guitar one way and it's how it loads the pickups and mm -hmm. and all this stuff um yeah, super useful thing for guitar players. Yeah, is that that control? I've seen guys who take out the big ones like eight channel right. units, and it's a guitar switcher, and every single one of them has a drag control, mm. which is you know if you're a touring musician, yeah, this is perfect. Yeah, and I've had some wireless setups where I had to be out on stage with dancers, you know, mm -hmm. moving around, and then. You know, if you have that kind of, so you can dial in a sound that's familiar to you, just plugged in directly into your amp. Right. Uh, you know, and then you can still have that wireless understanding mm -hmm. independent of the cables. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and like I said, I'm playing through a radial tone bone, a bass bone okay. version one that I have had maybe 20 years at this point. Okay. It's been to Europe. It's been all over the, up and down the East Coast. Um, on a, I don't know how many thousands of gigs. <laughs> and it's still holding up. It's beautiful. I've been through two power supplies. Okay. So the power supply is what yeah. we And, it's, and it, it's actually the cable to the power supply. Mm -hmm. Whereas that where even this one I've patched. Okay. 
Yeah. You know, that, that happens. Um, but other than that, the thing's bulletproof. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and actually the radial Firefly DI is on way up on my list. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I've been to this segment of the website with that. It's like yellow, right? Yeah, yellow, and black. it's yeah. So yeah, it's, that looks pretty cool. It's a tube uh, DI that has like input switching and stuff. Yeah, you know, you could pretty much just take that and your instrument and mm -hmm. a good sound guy, and you're done. Right, right, and that's it. That's it. So, yeah, I mean, that's there's. Cool. Uh, I think weekly we'll have to dig into other gear because there's just yeah, so much. There's just so much. That's an exciting part of of um, what we have in store, you know, for this. Um, I think that would be really awesome just to talk about um, gear. I mean, that could be its own show <laughs> thing <laughs> and things like that. So, um, yeah. see, uh, we, we're going to mention kind of what to bring to a gig. Mm -hmm. well, um, for a guitar player, what do you bring? Obviously, I need a, um, well, maybe it's not obvious, but um, I need a speaker cabinet, an amplifier, which could happen as a combo or separate. I like to have them separate, um, but um, uh, if you have them separate, you can kind of put, like some people are using the pedal board little thing, so you can have something that where you can easily access your, your amp, and then you can put the speaker kind of somewhere else. Right. Um, so that's, that's one advantage with that. Also, you could... Um, switch, switch out. Maybe um, you know, like I find that I have one amp. Maybe I'm pushing too hard. Mm -hmm. I can maybe switch to a different one after a set break. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. So those are just little little things. I found one amp in, in particular that during the second set, it's every just everything just see, feels really saturated. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel as crisp, but. Um, that's another thing about playing a gig is sometimes your ear, you're just like your first tune, you're like, okay, this is kind of like good tone. And then your tone is probably going to remain the same. And then your, but your ears are all getting yeah. hit with some yeah. different, <laughs> your different ears, things. Your ears get like, tired, a low high yeah. frequency, you start to roll off. It could just be that as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you're young, protect your hearing. Right. Please. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with earplugs. Yeah, um, and just, you can get them custom. custom yeah, you made. Can get custom fit, but custom even fit. Um, like Heroes mm -hmm. make some really, you know, twenty, thirty dollar earplugs that will save your hearing. Right. And because you can't get it back. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's that's why I, I tell students all the time is you can once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. So yeah. you know, yeah. it's either wear, take care of your ears, or learn sign language. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. And then playing, you know, find playing with um, big bands. Mm -hmm. um, it's incredibly hard to compete volume wise um, with all that sound. Yeah. Um, so I find that I really, I'm really cranking the amp, trying to get a clean tone, right. trying to crank the amp, trying not to make the sax player that sits next to me <laughs> as upset as he normally is. Right. <laughs> Last time I saw it. <laughs> yeah, because when you have to play, when I know, I know when I play that certain parts, as a, if it's like a, a rock part, like I could see in the corner of my eye, you know, mm -hmm. he's not happy. Not but, it, no. So what to do about that? I'm not really sure. I was thinking about about bringing my little hangover um, or hangover the top Sennheiser mm -hmm. uh, microphone, and then just asking. 
the uh, band director to yeah. pipe that end of the just PA. Just going to the PA, that makes more sense. Yeah. Probably, because it's, yeah, when you're playing with a big band, especially playing new, newer compositions like the Gordon Goodwin stuff and stuff. Yeah. These bands are cranking. You're an 18 or 20 piece band. Yeah. God, it's loud. It's so loud. It's fun, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's loud. Yeah. 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 So if you can go into the PA, yeah, that's you know keys, guitar, bass. They rarely want to put in the PA because they're not bringing a PA big enough to handle the low frequency stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah so you know I use you know you know QSC K12 mm -hmm. speakers. Uh, one, if I want to be heard. Two, if I really want to be heard. Right. Um, and on a big band, I've actually set that up so one between me and the drummer, and then one firing down the line of horn players, seeing uh -huh. if I can irritate the trumpet player at the far end. Um, yeah. Which I have achieved, actually, which was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I found out that horn players, it turns out, in a big band, listen to the bass player. Right. So I hear, and the one big band that I'm playing, you subbed one time, but um, but the, the regular bassist, I hear complaints that that the horns can't hear or the trumpets can't hear him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's partly, I think, just because the, the speaker is just directional. Yeah. Yeah. The high frequency stuff, you know, high frequencies get more directional. Right. And most guys are not carrying enough firepower mm -hmm. to deal with that kind of a situation. Right. You know, so you need, and it's not just about watts, it's a it's efficiency of the speaker. And we can, yeah. That's, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got to make sure that you, you are literally carrying enough firepower with you to, right. to be heard. Yeah. And then also finding your, where your frequencies land, you know, if you're, if you're playing guitar to try to maybe get some of those mids and then try to cut some of the problematic mids mm -hmm. so that you just find your space in the spectrum of that, of that sound. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same for bass players as um, in the previous episode you and I did that if people want to sign up, they can. Yeah. Uh, we talk about one of the things I do is I find myself cutting low end on mm -hmm. gigs, okay. especially if it's a hollow stage. Right. Because that stage is going to resonate with kick drum, guaranteed. Okay. Right. Yep. I need to stay out of that. Right. And so if I'm, I'm cutting it off at least the lowest it usually is at 32 hertz. Okay. So my low B. Sometimes I'm rolling it off heading towards 50. Okay. I'm still getting plenty of low end from room gain. Right. I'm taking a lot of weight off the amp. Right. The amp can work better because it doesn't have to produce all that stuff. Right. It's still a nice full sound. Everybody can hear me. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's and then a lot of those frequencies can't human ears can't even hear yeah, beyond a certain level. Right? Yeah, and it just or it turns to mush. It's to mush and it's... Uh, if you talk to touring upright players especially, uh -huh. they love preamps that have a variable high-pass filter. Okay, yeah. So when the room starts to go boom, you just start, start doing that, just yeah. taking it up until that goes away. So you're not triggering it. You're still going to get plenty of low end. Yeah. You're just not activating all, the, all that muddiness right. in the room. And something we talked a little bit about last time is that is that the stage sound can be a lot different than the actual sound in the room. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you can have somebody whose ears you trust go out front mm -hmm. and tell you how it sounds. Yeah, 
that's that's the most helpful thing. Right. Right. Other than that, just cross your fingers and rely on your experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Cool. Uh, so um, let's see. We talked. We talked about some albums. We talked mm-hmm. about musicians. Some gear. Um, books and instructional, real quick. Um, yeah. And then we'll maybe call it. Call yeah, it. we can do that. Okay, um, what, yeah. what have you found for your students? Uh, well, I have a lot of my students working through um, through basic instructional mm-hmm. books, um, like uh, method books um, or classical, some of the classical um, things like uh, Christopher Parkany. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you think about um, some of the jazz musicians, um, there's been at least some familiarity with, with some of the classical you know, repertoire, especially pianists, I think, yeah. you know. Um, but you'll even hear Joe Pass talking about, I think he mentions trying to work through the Carcassi method and things <laughs> like that. So I think he's pretty funny. That'll <laughs> make you scream, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, basis often work with the Samandel book. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it's, it's the um, fundamental kind of things. Um, but yeah, I'll have to... Um, keep in mind um, a new book for for next time. I found the the harmony of Bill Evans is kind of cool. Oh, really? We're working with like uh, secondary dominance mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. So cool. Understand that. How that about you? Any fun. anything? And well, I'm a, I'm a fan of Ariane Cap's bass books. Okay. And she also has a bass blog that is way cool. Subscribe. Yeah. But the books are really terrific. They. She goes through theory and play. There's just a lot of information that is really useful for bass players. Right. How to get around on the neck, how to, you know, what you're dealing with harmonically and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so it is kind of general instruction, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's it's really useful. Yeah. You know, it's my favorite kind of book where you can play, you can work through parts of it and I go, oh, I can use that. <laughs> you know, I can use that on tomorrow's church gig or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, that and Miss Cap is a lovely person. I met her at a uh, Gerald Beasley event and fantastic person. But awesome. check her books. Awesome. Definitely worth looking at. Great, great. Thanks for that. So um, today, I don't think we're going to do a whole lot of playing, but um, mm. we um, may add that in to to our future things just kind of do a little do some little jams and stuff Mm -hmm. and um keep it you know sort of thinking about um how folks might um might approach uh, bass lines and comping and Mm -hmm. improvisation so yeah and working working in a duet yeah working in a duet yeah this is something not a lot of people get to do but it is cool right yeah absolutely absolutely so um so this has been a great hang. Um, thanks, John, for oh. for coming by. And um, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And um, don't forget to check out John's uh, cable. So I'll have information on the on that in the uh, description below. And um, you can also send repairs to him. I think in the, may, maybe on this part of the channel, but I think in the member area too, we might talk a little bit more and um, about about just how to upkeep your instrument. We were talking a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah, so. yeah, basic repair and maintenance and yeah. stuff you gotta look for over the course of a year. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah. All right, everybody, well, thanks for watching and I hope you have a great practice session. See you in the next one. See you next time. <laughs>